All right, we're starting in uh, John 14, we're starting in verse 16, because that's kind of where he, he kind of deviates into the Holy Spirit, which is just awesome stuff. So the 16th verse, he said, I love this, he says, in my prayerful engagement with the Father, think about that, Jesus' prayerful engagement with the Father, he says he will give us another close companion, say the Holy Spirit has been given to us by the Father because of Jesus' prayerful engagement, and the Holy Spirit is our close companion to be with us. And the Holy Spirit is in such an intimate way that Jesus' immediate presence will be continue, will continue to be inseparably one with us in timeless ages to come. In other versions, of course, it says the Holy Spirit will come and live with you and be with you and live in you forever. Now, in my separation my old separation days, I used to, and I was always a grace guy, but didn't understand it totally like I do now. I used to think to myself, that's pretty interesting. You know, you backslide, Holy Spirit's come in your life, you backslide, but you're going to, you go to hell now. I mean, I'm being sarcastic, but the Holy Spirit's going to be there. So woohoo, got the Holy Spirit sitting in hell with the Holy Spirit. Come on now. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit comes and remains forever. The Holy Spirit is the third part of the Godhead. So in that commentary there, it says the word alos, and heteros are both, it says the word alos is used here. The word alos and heteros are both usually translated as another in English. Yet alos, which is the word here, means another of the same kind. The Holy Spirit, I'll give another of the same kind. The word parakaleo, uh, para alongside closest possible proximity and nearness, and kaleo to identify by, by name or surname. Also, kinsman intimate companion you see the holy spirit which is a third part of the godhead is my intimate companion all the time never will leave me never will abandon me and make me orphan think about that sometimes we just need to think about some of the stuff that jesus is saying and get it you know just stop instead of just reading over so fast wow the holy spirit's third part of the trinity is living in me as a close companion and then the next verse says your eternal companion Holy Spirit's your eternal companion, and it's he is this, or the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. It says, now I love this. Whom those trapped in the sense realmed world cannot get a grip, can I get grips with? So the eternal companion is the Holy Spirit, and those trapped in the sense realmed world, the solical world, just cannot get to grips with. Their visual horizon is veiled, and they are unable to understand what they cannot see takes faith to understand what we cannot see, right? Remember in, in Hebrews 11th chapter says, Paul says, we understand that everything that we see was made out of the invisible realm. As I was reading this, I'm a, as I was reading this, the Lord, Lord brought me over to Hebrews 4.12 again, which I just think is so beautiful in the mirror. And it says, the message spoken in Christ is the most life-giving and dynamic influence within us. And then it talks about knives. And the, what are the knives doing? They're cutting. They're cutting between soul and spirit. Soul, the soul realm, what we see. Jesus is living in the soul realm, but he's in the spirit realm. He's seeing what the Father's doing and believing what the Father's doing. And that's where we have to get. And so when we're caught up in the soul realm, we can't, we, we, we don't grasp the Holy Spirit. And every, because who's the Holy Spirit been poured out on? Everybody says, well, just the Christians. No, the scripture says in Acts 17, or second chapter, starting in the second or 17th verse, where you talk, you already, Peter's quoting the you know, prophet Joel, he says, the Holy Spirit's been poured out on all mankind. 
all mankind, but they're just not grasping it because they're locked into what they see, feel, and taste, and what they believe about themselves versus what other people think about them based on the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And usually that means you don't measure up. The other interesting thing was when I was reading this, over in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45, it says, uh, the first Adam, he says, became a living soul. It wasn't, he didn't start up to be a living soul, but after he ate of the neat tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he became a soul realm human being. And that's why he had all the problems he had, where the life, the last Adam, Christ, is, is not didn't become, is a life-giving spirit. All right. Verse 17, your eternal companion is the Holy is the Spirit of Truth. Okay, I'm going to jump down here. But your acquaintance with me, with me, you are familiar with the seamless, seamless, intimate union. Because Jesus says to them, because of your acquaintance with me, you are familiar with this seamless, intimate union and the Spirit's continued presence within you. You're you're tasting it. The spirit is continually present within you. Think about that. Say that spirit is continually present within me in intimate union, oneness, seamless. Think about that. Seamless is two fabrics. There's seamless oneness. There's no weld. There's no sewing. Verse 18. At no time will you be orphaned or abandoned by me. I come to abide face to face with you. The Holy Spirit does not replace but reinforces the presence of Jesus and the closeness of the Father. Again, John uses the word pros, face-to-face. Say this, the Holy Spirit does not replace, but reinforces the presence of Jesus and the Father in me and in my mind. Remember, we possess the mind of Christ. Remember, 1 Corinthians 2, it says, it says the Spirit knows everything, even sounding the bottomless things of God. And then it goes on to say, you know, the, what what... What in a man knows the mind of the man, but the spirit of the man. So the father's taking his spirit out and put it in us. So we can what? Understand his thoughts. That's why we get. That's why in 1, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, do you know that you possess the mind of Christ? You're not going to possess it. You possess it. That's a faith statement, isn't it? Yes, I possess the mind of Christ. I don't even care what I'm thinking right now. It's just a, it's just a fact. All right. Verse 20, Baxter uh, Kruger's favorite scripture. In that day, you will know that we are in seamless union with one another. That's the Father, Jesus, and us. I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. And other versions are beautiful, too, because it says, in that day, you will know presently, in the day to come, when the Spirit comes and enlightens you, in that day coming forward, you will understand that right now, I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, and that I am in you. Now, not someday, I'm already there. You have not discovered that treasure that's in you. Remember Paul said, when God saw fit to reveal Christ in me, what was he doing? Not, he wasn't uh, preaching the gospel, that's for sure. All right. The, I think the commentary in 20 is pretty important. It says, the incarnation does not divide the Trinity. The incarnation, which is incarnate in the flesh, celebrates the redeemed inclusion of everybody humanity picture four circles with one fitting into another the outer circle is the father then jesus in the father then us and jesus and the holy spirit in us father jesus us spirit note that it is not our knowing not our knowing that positions jesus in the father or us in them or the spirit of christ in us. our knowing simply awakens us 
to the reality of our redeemed oneness. When we discover it, we wake into the reality. And, and he says, gold does not become gold when it is discovered, but it certainly becomes currency. In other words, that's the whole gospel. That's why we present, we preach what God has accomplished in Christ so they can wake up to what's already done. And when it's already done and they grasp all that faith, seeing things that they can't see with their natural eyes, their life changes. My life changed. 21. Whoever resonates and treasures the completeness of my prophetic purpose. That's again the word entole, which means commandment. He's using, if you look at the Strong's, it does say that. He who resonates and treasures the completeness of my prophetic purpose cannot but fall in love with me. Now remember, if you get into the commandments, you get into duty. That's like being married. You have to do this for me to do that. That becomes, that's the duty. And that, when we get into duty, that, that uh, ruins the romance. When it's love, we're in a romance, we just do things automatically because we're so in love because it comes out of our heart, doesn't it? And that's, that's what this is. So if it was commandments, it would ruin the love, but it was not commandments. He says, when you resonate and treasure the completeness of my prophetic purpose, you cannot but fall in love with me. And in the beginning of this chapter, he said, his purpose is what to make a home for us and to home in the Father and in us. That's his purpose. He came to restore the relationship. That's his purpose. That's why he did it. That's why I'm going to these great lengths because I'm restoring the oneness with me, you, and the Father, that you would waken to the true you, the reality that, that I have paid for the price for you. He says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world once and for all. I told the gal yesterday, I said, the cross goes both ways. It goes backwards and it goes forward. It's for all time, once and for all time. Okay. You cannot, cannot but fall in love with me and also find themselves to be what? Fully participating in the Father's love. Say, I am right now, because of Christ, fully participating in the Father's love. Think about that. I am fully participating in the Father's love. Woo! Isn't that wonderful? That's called faith. I believe I'm fully participating in the Father's love. And he says, I will love this one. He will love each one of us and make himself distinctly known and real to each one of us individually in this embrace remember and christ is is god's embrace of the whole human race in this embrace of inseparable union love rules love rules 22 judas not iscariot said to him lord how is it that you will make yourself visible to us and not to the world and i like the commentary this is the fourth interruption of the talk of jesus Peter, Thomas, Philip, and now by Judas. Jesus answered, there's so much more than, this is so much more than a mere casual, suspicious, or indifferent observation. That's a, there's a lot of uh, descriptors in there, so I would like to break that down. This is so much more than a casual observation, Jesus says. This is so much more than a suspicious observation, and this is so much more than an indifferent observation. He says, whoever loves me will treasure my word, words and know my father's love. And we will come face to face with this one and make our abode with each one individually. In the Old Testament, face to face is the word for presence. I'll make our, our presence a reality. So commentary there is good because it goes back to uh, uh, John 1, or excuse me, John 14, 1. It says, we will make our abode. Moan, 
the same Greek word that is rendered mansions in the New King or in the King James Version in the former part of this chapter. God does not dwell in buildings made with human hands. God has no other address but humanity, or you say, I am God's address. I am his temple. He dwells in me. That's the whole point of this thing. Even the temple was an example of human beings, but we looked at it and got, ooh, we started worshiping the temple, not realizing that God was showing that it was us. He's trying to show us. I just am amazed how God doesn't just come out and say things. He, he shows it and, and lets us discover it. And that's, it's beautiful. If you don't get in there, you don't discover it. Remember in John, the fourth chapter, or Mark, the fourth chapter, he says, for those who, who have, even more will be given. You know, you get in there, you, you get in there, study and meditate. God gives you more. If you don't, it's fine. God does. God loves you just the same, same rewards, but you don't get to enjoy some of the wild things that God wants to uncover the treasures that are there. What it, new, new and old treasures that he wants to uncover for you and show you his great delight and all the things that are on the earth. You know, one time I was, I'm from Williston, North Dakota, which is an oil town. It's a, the big oil boom. Okay. Years ago, you know, not that long ago, but I was driving with my, my dad and I thought, wow, isn't it interesting? That there was oil all, all along here all the whole time, but nobody knew about it. It was useless until there was a car. And you had both things, and you know, all of a sudden you shed the light. And now there's, you know, the iPhone. I mean, it probably took a you know big building through the technology that this you know Samsung or iPhone now. And look at what God is God, God's revealing this. I hate he's revealing it to the worldly people that don't even know him. And the but the Christians aren't getting any of it because they're just trying to wait for Jesus to take them out of this hellhole, right? Instead of like getting in there and wow, okay, Lord, you want to reveal the great mysteries of the earth that you've laid here that are treasures that we don't even know about instead of like trying to get out of here and go somewhere else. No, the kingdom of God is here and you possess the mind of Christ. That makes you very smart, by the way. All right. To be indifferent to me and my words is to be equally indifferent to my father's words. In other words, he said, if you don't believe me, you don't believe the father. And he says, and I am commissioned by him. This had been the constant conversation with you over our time together remember the beginning of the chapter you know john lays it he doesn't lay out anything by accident he says in the beginning was the word and where was the word with god and the word was god in the beginning with god and all things came into creation by him he lays it out right away and now the word became flesh and dwelt among us wow that's i mean that's huge in the beginning was the word, the logic of God. And the word was face to face with God. And the word was God. And all things came into being by him. He was the creator. And now he's indwelled in the flesh. He came and dwelt among us. Wow. I mean, he starts off with a pow. And then he's trying to, he's reading, he's selecting stories. and. The symbolism of the of the the of all the Passover and all the Jewish festivals to, to show that he fulfills it all, that he's the revelation of the God incarnate in a man. And even named him the rescuer, the salvation for crying out. Here comes rescue, here comes salvation. All right. Verse 26. I love this verse. Remember, I started off the last week with it because remember, he's talking to them and they're still locked into, well, the Messiah's going to come and he's going to be a king just like Maccabees and he's going to rule. And I hear Jesus talking about going away and you can't come where I'm going, but I'll never be abandoned. I'm 
going, but I'm going to come back face to face with you. What is he talking about? What? What is he talking about? And here it says, the Holy Spirit is about to become your close companion. Say the Holy Spirit is my close companion right now. Holy Spirit sent by my Father in my name to do what? Represent Jesus. Not represent us, represent Jesus. To teach us all things and remind us everything that he has spoken to us. Thus my word will continue to what? Find voice in you through the Spirit. Holy Spirit teaches us all things and causes us to remember everything Jesus. Now remember, Jesus is making some, he's talking to them right now about what's going to happen. He's giving them the kingdom principles and, and it doesn't make any sense but he says later on he says there's many things in john 16 he says i have many things to tell you now but you can't comprehend them but when the spirit of truth comes the spirit will lead you into all truth it's the same thing they don't understand this for they've had four questions and they're like what are you talking we don't thomas we don't understand what you're talking about we don't get it anyway peace be with you I give you my own peace. And the peace word is Irene, which is a dovetail joint, a union. This is not the kind of the world gives. This is the peace in the midst of troubled times. Therefore, you have nothing to fear. Let not your hearts be timid. In other words, you know, he knows the troubled times coming is he's going to stand before his accusers, which are the religious people and Rome, and they're going to crucify him and he's going to die. And he's saying, I'm in union with me. I give you my peace. Troubled times are coming. Don't fear. I mean, I'm sure their minds are swimming. Because, you know, easy after the fact, right? It's easy to call the football game after you've seen the football game, what you should have done. I mean, they see from, he's, you know, he's 90 years old, probably writing this. He sees it clearly now. But he didn't at the time. He says, you have heard me say that I go away to, I love this, I go away, why? To come to be face-to-face -face with you. This is an important verse, by the way. He says, I, he heard me say that I go away to come face-to-face -face with you. That doesn't make sense either. Now, if you're in love with me, you would not be threatened by the idea of my departure. Remember Peter wanted to go with him? But you would rejoice since I'll go, I'll be going to the Father, and my Father is greater than me. Now, now listen to this part of the verse. Catch a hold of it. From now on, we, the Father and the Son and the Spirit, will be present in a much closer capacity to you than what I could ever be while I'm with you in the flesh. Now think about how many times did we want Jesus to stand in front of us in the flesh and Peer to us, and he's saying, I can't get, doing that is not as close as I'm going to get. I'm going to come and live in you and reveal myself in you. The Father, Spirit, and the Son, in you. I, if I stand outside of you, I can't be as close. Do you want me to stand outside of you, or do you want me to live in you? I'm closer than a brother, right? He's living in us. Interesting, isn't it? We, you know. Most of the time, we don't think of that. We always think of Jesus outside of us, but we, he's inside of us. He's in you to be discovered. You know, actually, the scriptures are a good plumb line, but they're to drive you into your mind, into your body, so you can start hearing his voice because you possess the mind of Christ. And the scripture says, Jesus, 
that he, he would allow you in Hebrews, I can't remember exactly where it says, to hear the same things that he heard. Say, I am hearing the same things Jesus heard in my mind because I possess the mind of Christ. John 10, my sheep hear my voice. And it's not, bah. it's whatever language you speak because he speaks all of them. Anyway, verse 29. What I now tell you is to prepare you for what is about to happen so that when it happens, you will not be shaken in your belief, but stand strong. In other words, trials and tribu a tribulation is coming, and I'm telling you now, so when it happens, I told you, so you can rely on what I said and believe. In my going into your judgment, I love this, my silence should not disturb you. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, he opened not his mouth. Think about that. The ruler of this world order comes, but this voice has nothing in common with mine. There's no resemblance or resonance. Now think about it. He stood in front of who? The religious people. And what was their voice? It was accusation. Remember the word Satan is accuser? They accused him. Isn't that interesting? They accused him. And what did he do? He stood silent. He's no, he's innocent. I mean, he had a couple answers for him, but most of the time he didn't. He just stood there. He knew what was going to happen. And they could accuse him all day long. He didn't do any of it. He was innocent. Thus the world will understand my love for my father, and it will be clear to them that I have accomplished his, his prophetic purpose. He says, arise, let us go. 